Podcast World Cabin Studios. How are you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of The Value, the show for those of you seeking to build businesses that are scalable, investable, and highly valued. Now, this episode, we're doing it a little bit differently. I was invited to speak at my alma mater, my high school alma mater, St. Mary's College, just um, last year, September, to, to speak on the topic of what have I learned since graduating from St. Mary's College? And now you're talking about essentially half my life away, <laughs> right? Because I'm talking to guys at the graduating class, 17, 18 years old. I was 35, just about to turn 36 at the time. And it really made me sit back and take perspective like, wow. I have lived almost a whole lifetime since leaving high school. And the thing is like, while I'm in high school, I thought I was there for a lifetime. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so, so crazy how life would have changed since then. The shy, quiet guy who would play basketball that I was there. Now, podcaster, speaker, whatever. Now with bad knees, who can't play basketball anymore. <laughs> You know, but in all seriousness, you know, it was just really an honor to go back and speak to the guys there. I thank the St. Mary's College Pastors Union, James Walker, Greg Manet, Sean Valley, Kevin Harris, Form 16, um, Mr. Mr. Balwant for having me as well. In that talk, I really I spoke about a few lessons, right? The first one being daydreams are powerful because I believe that's how a lot of our ideas start, right? They start from a daydream that we decide to implement however, right? And I go into that in terms of my own stories. My second lesson I really wanted to get across to the boys was that it's not about you. And those of you who've been following me for some time, you hear me saying this a lot, but it's not about you. Your purpose here on earth is to serve. And you're rewarded for the service you provide, be it through how much value create for, um, for the people around you or for your customers, your audience, or what have you. The third lesson I wanted to share with you guys was that resilience wins a long game. Now, I would have intertwined this lesson with a bunch of stories of my own failures, my own personal times dealing with tragedies and family and loved ones or whatnot. The challenge of trying to forge my own path and be career-wise, personal-wise, or whatnot. So I really put it out in that talk and... I actually gave a, a bonus point, but I want you guys to listen into the end to find out what's the bonus point. So again, I thank the CIC Passions alumni for having me. I thank you for listening in. I also thank copywriter Daniela James for doing an excellent write-up on that talk. So if you go to thevalue.com and check out our insights, you would see a write-up on that talk. And without further ado, I'm going to take you to the talk. Thank you very much. So how are you all doing today? So, um, <laughs> right, by means of a quick background, all right, so I would have spent just a career-wise, just so you can understand, you know, where I've gone to since I left this school. I've spent about a year at um, RBC doing corporate loans. I spent another four years at RBC as a senior equity analyst covering the technology, media, and telecom sectors. So, I would have recommended companies like Apple, Google, IBM, Cisco, and um, other companies like that. 
And we, we had about, let's say about 2 billion US worth, so about, what's going on with my math right now? So 20 billion TT assets under management. So that means we were in charge of 20 billion TT of people's wealth, right? After that, I spent a year and a half at Anson Merchant Bank as an investment banking associate. So we were doing, again, debt, capital market financing for deals up to one and a half billion TT dollars. So in US for the recording, that's about 200, 200 million US. After that, I spent four years at a boutique investment bank called KCL Capital Market Brokers. Funnily enough, owned and operated by our eldest brother. I spent that time evaluating companies for debt and equity investments. So that is, again, like mid-market companies, medium-sized companies. And so, I'm also, like Sean mentioned, I'm also a partner at a private equity company called Aspire Fund Management Company Limited. So we invest in smaller, medium-sized companies throughout the Caribbean region, also in North America, and also as far as Latin America. And as Sean mentioned, well, one of my, I guess the favorite thing out of all of that is the podcast that I run, Caribbean Power Lunch. I think that, that started as a passion project. And now, now that I've become an entrepreneur, I'm just sort of interweaving it into my, um, my business practice. So two years, two and a half years ago, I was, as Sean mentioned, a, a vice president at um, KCL Capital Market Brokers. My job was to partner with regional investment banks, regional financial institutions to fund deals for our clients, for our clients who want to borrow money, who want to get investors to help them to grow their businesses so that they could scale beyond the region and internationally and what have you. And so it was a nice steady job, steady paycheck and everything. And two weeks before the pandemic, I, I jumped out. All right, I quit. I became an entrepreneur. I decided to go full 100 into myself. And that's because I had just become the island's first qualified business valuator. Right? And since then, I've been working with companies around the region. I've, uh, I've worked with the Central Bank of Barbados. I've worked with companies who've been, who've been the investee companies of large financial institutions regionally and whatnot. It's been a good time, but, you know, it's been a little volatile here and there. So what have I learned? Today, I want to talk about three main things that I've learned since leaving the school. First thing, daydreams are powerful. See those thoughts that you have, that you have in, your, in your head unconsciously or consciously, those are powerful. Secondly, you're going to learn that it's not about you. It's not about you. Your purpose is in service. Mr. Bob wants to shake it. It's like, because he knows it. He's a teacher. He knows it's not about him. It's about all of you. His job is done when you guys graduate successfully and you are out in the world and then 17 years from now, somebody calls you to come and give a talk to people of your age. Right? Third, that resilience wins the long game. Resilience wins the long game. Dread life real hard. You know, things are going to happen in your life that are really going to knock you on your butt, right? On your butt, yeah. right. Knock you on your butt and have you thinking, hey, boy, what am I really doing, Jed? You know, what should I do now? So daydreams are powerful. Let me ask you all a question. 
and me and feel free, I mean, I know they tell you to pay attention and put your fingers in it, but me and feel free to interrupt me if you have a question, raise your hand or so, or whatnot. How many of you here remember the moment that, or the day that you found out you passed to St. Mary's College? How many of you remember that? So thanks. Yeah, almost everybody, right? But if I also don't remember that, but maybe you're transferred from another school to play football for us or something, you know? And we thank you for that. Because John, no. <laughs> so, the re <laughs> see, the reason I say that, right? And my, my, my brother says, so he'll tell you. When preparing for, again, I'm going to age myself. When preparing for common entrance, you all don't know what that is. But when preparing for common entrance, which is now SCA, and I actually find that SCA is a lot harder. I don't want to do SCA. All right, you're way brighter than me. When preparing for common entrance, I looked at my big brother. My big brother's going to CIC. I had an older cousin. He was going to CIC. And I, like, there was, there was no other school for me. I was going to CIC. So I would write CIC on all my notebooks. I would write it on the fridge. I would write this on the wall. I write this. I think I wrote it on our gate. You know, after you're driving through CIC. You know, so with that, I didn't just write CIC. I just sit down on my, and, um, and do nothing. I say, all right, well, I'm going to do my passive, but I'm going to study. I'm going to, I'm going to go hard because I am getting in CIC. And you all do that, and you all, or, or I'm just the only nerd here. Did anybody else write CIC on all over the place? No? No sort of nothing? Nothing? No? Whatever. <laughs> but I do remember, well, sorry, the reason I say that day, she's a powerful, right? So I will daydream, I will daydream about passing for CIC and daydream about going to CIC 1. And funny enough, I will daydream about one day talking to a group of CIC students and about, about the success I've ever had since going to CIC and whatnot, or because of CIC. The day I found out I passed the CIC. I remember it clear as day. Well, first of all, in the morning, I can't tell you. It's a little, too, it's a little graphic, but whatever. But my stomach wasn't well that morning, right? Because of the news, right? And my mother accompanied me to school that time. It was Maria Gina I went to. And I got the results and I see, I saw the paper St. Mary's College. I jumped up on my mother. I said, Mommy, I passed the CIC. Mommy, I passed the CIC. And I'm not ashamed to tell you all that. You all could, yeah, we're going, but I'm not really, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I was like, it was a real high for me. And what I learned then, and what I know now, is that I've spent the rest of my life chasing highs like that. You know, chasing success after success, chasing success after success, win after win. You know, so those of you who are athletes, you all know. Those of you who are members of debate clubs, scrabble clubs, chess clubs, what have you, anything in that competitive nature, you all know. How many of you all would say that passing for CIC was your first big success? Because, uh, you know, don't let them lie to me, no man. Ah, like they met my boy here, partners across there, right? So they have my back, y'all have my back, y'all have my back. So another, another example of daydreams, right? I will always daydream of being a star. You know, I, was, I mean, I was, as, a, as a student, as a young boy, or not as a quiet, you know, seemingly introverted guy. But I would always dream about being a star. Like, I swear to you, if I couldn't, if I could sing or if I could dance, I would not be here in a tie and talking to you all right now. I would, I would never set foot in a bank. I, would, I wouldn't know how to use Microsoft Excel. I would have people for that, right? So be it. I had to lean into my other talents. There's another saying I want you guys to understand. Environment dictates performance. 
the environment you find yourself in dictates what you know what happens to you right so for instance there's this um running joke in my family that the jacksons do music and the valleys do finance when while i was in cic i, uh, I know sean studied and so Sean is about five years older than me, so he's old. he's actually older than me. I'm not the only, I'm not the oldest person here other than that. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> so Sean was studying finance in, in university. My el, my elder sister Kiran, she was a, she's a scholar. She was mashing up economics across in Berkeley. And two of our other, other older siblings were both senior managers in banks. One of them, as you know, owns a, owns his own bank now and whatnot, right? And my father was a minister in the Ministry of Finance, right? So around the dinner table, everybody's talking about bonds and this and structured that and whatnot. And I'm in Form 4, right? I, I think I just, I'm just starting doing POB or, or uh, they all call it POB now, interest, yeah, and economics. I, was, I wasn't all that in economics, I don't like, sure. Anyway, so they, <laughs> I'm at the kitchen table, and people talking all these things, and I just don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. Right? So eventually, I just tell myself, hey, what? One day I will understand, and I'm going to make it easy for other people to understand. Anyway, I wanted to, some, even though like everybody in my family, you know, were big finance junkies or whatnot, I just call them finance junkies, I actually wanted to be a psychologist. I really, I was very keen on listening to people, very keen on understanding what makes people tick on understanding why people do what they do, why they say one thing and do this, that sort of thing. And I had applied to the University of West Indies to study psychology. And when I got, when I got my acceptance letter, it said, congratulations, you've been admitted into banking and finance. I said, well, you chill, let's play. You know, that is something, well, it's a religious school. So like I said, that is sometimes that's God talking. That's God putting you in the direction that you're supposed to be in, you know? And I went ahead and studied back in finance and well, the rest is history. So take away from that, always keep an open mind and be willing to adapt to change, right? Once you're moving forward, you're moving in the right direction, you know, right? Because right now for your shirt, I. I also wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> Let me give you all a quick funny antidote. I even have that on my notes For a brief moment in time, I wanted to be a corporate lawyer. So I went and got myself an internship in a law firm during my gap year. So I took a year off before, before going to university after, after um, Form 6. And I would go into this law firm. I'd put on a shirt and a tie like this. I'd go upstairs and sit down and read this book about tort and civil law and all of that. And by 10 o'clock, I was asleep. Sometimes they would even say, hey, come and come with us to court. So I'm in court and people arguing about neighbor wall or fence or something like that. Yeah, I fall asleep. I'm wrapping out any people in the courtroom. Another time when God told me, hey, well, Kevin, this is not for you, you know. All right, so point number two, it's not about you. The thing is, growing up in the school system, You've somewhat been taught that it is about you. It is about your skills. It's about your capabilities. It's about your ability to learn this information and pass this test and do well, right? It's about your ability to make friends and, and what have you. My father would always say that life is a loan that you repay through your service to others. Our purpose on this earth is to serve. 
So just going back to me saying that I want to be a star, what makes somebody a star? Or what makes somebody famous or successful, right? Say again. Say that with your chest. That they have an That they have an audience. And what are they doing for the audience? Say. Boom. Provide value. That's right. They are serving the audience. Entertainment. Everybody needs to be entertained at some point in time, as you know. Everybody needs to be entertained. Because entertainment provides that little bit of escapism from what's going on in real life, you know, life or whatever it is. But hey, this is a good show. We've been enjoying that. So once you accept that your purpose is to serve, that life is about your service to others, life actually becomes a lot easier. I used to be and still am petrified of public speaking since graduates and whatnot in the past few years. Uh, again, I host a podcast, I've hosted weddings, I've hosted events. But every time somebody says, hey, Kevin, I want you to come and talk here. And they'll show us. So you say, Kevin, come on, give a talk to the boys. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, these men? Listen, I haven't worn a tie in years. You know, I put on a tie for you all, you know. I have not worn a tie in years. <laughs> Your success in whichever, whichever field you choose, whichever path you choose. And it's going to, and your path may, choose, may change from time to time, right? But your success in it is pretty much determined by the impact that you have on the people within, people around you, right? And so your customers, your audience, your teammates, your business partners, it's really about serving them. So even in regular day-to-day -day conversations with your, with your brethren, Oh, am I adding value to this person right now? You know, this person talks to me, of course, boy, Derek, boy, this girl, boy, she can, this confident girl, boy, she has a man, boy. You know, are you, are you just gonna, are you gonna laugh at the man? You gonna, you gonna talk over the man, you gonna listen to the man and hear, and listen to him, what is the problem? And say, well, Derek, but maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should have told happy birthday on a birthday and that's what we call. You know, so it's really about, being present in the moment and thinking about the audience. So like right now, I am standing up here talking to you and it's not about me sounding bright and me sounding cool or whatnot. You know, I, I had you all laugh at me. I am here to make sure that I, connect, that I connect with you guys and you all understand that your purpose here is to serve and to listen to your daydreams. Listen to your daydreams because that's, that's your subconscious telling you what you are, the, uh, you are here to do. And sometimes it'll take, it'll take real long to figure out, you know? Your peers might figure it out faster than you. You might see your peers achieving success in one field while you feel like, hey, boy, I do nothing, boy, and I just can't. Oh, everybody has, everybody has their, own, their own paths. You follow your own path. Resilience wins the long game. Resilience. So I know they're bright. I know you're already bright, but I'm just going to give you all the definition of resilience as I pull it up from, from Oxford. Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Toughness. It's a hard story to, to tell, but um, it, when I went to, to university, I, I went to university between the period 2006 and 2009. I went to Niwi Mona in Jamaica because at the time, the banking and finance program that they, that they forced me into was only, was only available full-time in Jamaica. So I'm across in Jamaica for three years, so of course I'm gonna, I got a girlfriend, all right? We were dating for a year and a half up until 
up until it was time to graduate. And yeah, so I think they, they graduate, you see those graduates in September, October. I think it's November. All right, so two months before graduation, she got in a tragic accident and she passed away. Yeah, well, that's She got in a tragic accident and, and passed away. That was in 2009. And in 2010, both of my grandmothers passed away. And in 2011, my father passed away. So what did that, what did that teach me? At that moment, that's when I felt like, yeah, boy, what the hell? I can say hell? Yeah, boy, what the hell? You know, God, why, why, why are you doing all this? Why are you taking away all these people that I love? And it really gave me perspective on life that I want to share with you. Life is both long, but it's also short. It's long because it's the longest thing you'll ever do. It's the longest event that you'll ever experience. But it's short in as much as it is limited. Right? So, I spoke about my other sister. My sister, academic scholar, brilliant. She studied this program called CFA. Do you all know about CFA? Chartered Financial Analyst? Anybody here? No? Okay, so it's it's quintessential to a PhD in finance. It prepares people to be portfolio managers or investment fund managers. So it's a rigorous program. It's three levels that is taken once a year. The pass rate for each level is around 30 to 40%. Right? My sister passed them on one. I attempted level one in June 2010. Yeah, June 2010. Thank I attempted it in December 2010 and passed. Attempted level two, June 2011. Again, this is one month after my dad passed. So after, after dad passed, I listened. I was trying to read the book and the book was reading me. All right, fail. Attempted it again in June 2012. Oh, you all think I did? Fail. All right. <laughs> So I said, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what, Kevin, this is not for you. Let's just put this down. You see, the thing is, right, there maybe, I don't know how many CFAs there are in Trinidad, but there maybe over, well over a thousand possibly, right? And in studying for CFA level two, so just a breakdown of CFA curriculum again. So level one, it's pretty general about, you know, general finance stuff, financial statements analysis, quantitative analysis, fixed income, equity analysis, what have you. Level two is focused deeply on, on um, valuation, asset valuation, so derivatives, different sort of weird looking symbols in your, in statistics, right? All these different things. I, I like the material level two, right? Just in fact, the exam. So after, after failing for the second time, I was like, you know what, let's find something else. I don't want to be busting my butt to be, to end up being just one of the boys. I want to be special because, again, I want to be a star, right? So I discovered this program called Chartered Business Valuator, CVV. And I checked to see how many other CVVs there are in the region. So I saw the thing there were a couple in Jamaica, a couple in Cayman Islands, well, three or four in Barbados, None in Trinidad and Tobacco say, uh huh, all right, I'm going for that. I'm going for that. No, again, this is 2012. Did level one CBV September 2012. How do you think I did? Failed. 
I love this story. <laughs> so then I, I did it too, and I passed. And I was spending the next six odd years, you know, doing CBV, doing the courses, pass one, fail sometimes, you know, whatever, right? Till I eventually became the first CBV in the country. And now, no good. No, I know my thing. <laughs> now I'm no longer. So the lesson there is really to listen to your gut, right? So my gut told me, hey, Kevin, stop fighting over the CFA thing, all right? This is not for you. You're forcing it because you feel you have to do it because you saw other people do it. Find your own path. And even when your own path, when you feel like you're not getting through, you know, all those times I fail, those, some of those CBP courses and, you know, whatever. It's seven of them, so that's why it took so many years. I don't, don't feel like I just don't see, all right? <laughs> so... <laughs> So every time I would fail one of those courses, I'd be like, hey, boy, Kevin, wait a minute. I actually, I actually um, took two separate occasions. I took a year off from doing the exam. So, you know, you can really say four, four years. Yeah, so you can really say about four years um, time spent doing these CVV exams. But every time I would fail, my inner voice would say, Kevin, don't give up yet, you know. We go in for this. Just like how we go into CIC, we go in and be a CVV, you know. We go in and do this. I don't care how long it takes. You know, we're going to take this licks. You know, because now, now failure don't bother me. You know, it, say again. Battle hands, brave hearts and brave hearts and true. Right? So, you know what I do? Onward, march on. I'm marching on. Trust your gut. Right? That inner voice, it knows you. It is educated. It knows what's best for you. Don't be distracted by other success. You've got this. Onward, march on. Now, so that's three points, right? Daydreams are powerful. It's not about you. Resilience wins the long game. But I'm a CIC man. I give extra, all right? So I have a bonus point for that. Your network will be the difference maker. You see this, you see this room here? You know? You might be all that tight with him. No. But... Years down the road, maybe even next year, you see, you buck him up in university abroad. You buck him up in your office. Let me say buck. Let me say you meet him in your office in, a, in an office somewhere, right? You you see him on the street. You see him in a party. That's your brother, you know. That's your brother. Yeah, you know, I was going to say that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. See that shared shared experience. Y'all are brothers. And your brothers are going to speak highly of you in rooms that you're not in. Your big brothers are not sure. Your older brothers, your, your big brothers, bigger brothers, your, your brothers are not related to them. Sorry, who do you share your last name? I'll be, we'll be the one saying, hey, that man went to CIC, you know. I give him a chance. You know, because they know what teachers like Mr. Bal want produce. You know, you pass through Mr. Bal once economic class. And I hire you to look at my back. Man, I don't need to train you up so much. There's some other fellow. Anyway. You know, and here's another thing, you know, just a sign. Just the other day, I see men in their 40s and 50s, you know, one being a Fatima man and the other being a CIC man. You know what, which school is better? I mean, obviously, you know which one is right. But just to say that that pride, I mean, you might notice it now, but that pride, 
that you went to this school is going to stay with you forever. So take care of your brothers. Look out for your brothers. All right? These are the people who are going to refer business to you. These are people who are going to hire you. And these are people who are going to, going to have your back when you don't expect it. All right? I think I talked to you all enough today, and I don't even know how much time I've been talking. So I want to thank you all for your time and attention. Continue to make us proud. You know, I'm, I don't know you all individually, but I'm proud of you because I know what it took for you to get here. And, of course, my last words are going to be onward march on. Thank you. Podcast World, there you have it. From daydreams to purpose with yours truly, Kevin Valley. Subscribe to The Value at thevalue.show. Be sure to leave us a voice note with your feedback. Some voice notes may actually be chosen to be played on episodes. And go ahead and share this episode with one person you think can get value from this talk. Until next time, Podcast World, Cabin Studios, we are...